Good morning, afternoon, and evening. Welcome to the 8311 cast featuring your hosts, Kyle Mersch, Mike Ludwig, and Wyatt Teeter. On this week's episode of the 8311 cast, we're going to be going over the NBA, NHL, Formula One, your weekly turtle tab leading right into the MLB, and of course, our signature segments, Mike's Stupid Rules, and Write That Down Projections. So, the NBA playoffs are... Wow, you're just going right into it. Yeah, I Usually didn't we really... have, like, in- intro point two. Eh. We're too, we're too tired to criticize you for the intro this week. That, what so. did I mess up? I, I don't I know. I was, too, I, I was too tired oh, to be paying attention to the episode what you number. This is, this is episode 28. I was, That's I was I just up. worried about my allergies killing me right now, so... You sniffling? Yeah, you it's alright. You want some, like... I already, I already, I already had some stuff. So you need some more. You, you know we're recording now, right? We could have this conversation afterwards. Probably. Yeah, NBA. That that was intro point two for you. All right. So <laughs> intro point two into the NBA as they continue to roll through the playoffs. Uh, we're pretty much just going to give you a rundown. Of... I think the ball is the only thing rolling. Well, I don't think the ball actually is rolling. I think we're kind of stuck in a rut. I mean, Joel Embiid is like. Still running his mouth, so I guess his but mouth. That's is not rolling. rolling. Well, that's that's it's running. It's just everything's just rolling off his tongue right now. He's saying a lot of things. Uh, if you haven't seen it, he has a really funny joke about the Warriors in one of his post game press conferences. So go and look that up. Um, it's in reference. But they're not to playing it. the Warriors. No, they're not right now. But he you made a joke about on the who Warriors. they're playing. Well, so let's get into who people are actually playing right now, since Mike is very impatient. Uh, so in the East, uh, Milwaukee and Detroit are playing, and this isn't really a series at all. Milwaukee is just absolutely dominating the Pistons. Blake Griffin has returned to the court, but he has been absolutely no help, and the Pistons are way outmatched by the NBA's best team so far this season. Boston has already won the series versus Indianapolis. Uh, the 4-5 team, they were only one game apart in record so far in record in the regular season and Boston just took it to them in this series. It was not much of a competition at all. Uh, so Boston wins. They will most likely face Milwaukee in the second round. Uh, Philadelphia and Brooklyn. This series has gotten very, very chippy between Jared Dudley and Joel Embiid. Uh, Embiid calls Jared Dudley an absolute nobody. Uh, and Dudley was very upset with a play a hard foul committed by Embiid on Allen uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, and Dudley took offense to it and came up and shoved Embiid, which led to Jimmy Butler shoving Dudley into the crowd and forcing him to sit down in one of the chairs. So uh, if you're keeping up with it at all or you're a 76ers fan, I do expect uh, Jimmy Butler to be suspended for Game 5. Uh, but for right now, the Philadelphia 76ers have a 3-1 series lead going back to Philadelphia. Uh, the Toronto Raptors have rebounded after losing their first game. They lead the series 3-1 over the Orlando Magic. And everything looks like it is smooth sailing for the Canadian team as Kyle Lowry has finally been able to score some points. He has a history of being an absolute no-show in the playoffs before as the former DeMar DeRozan was the only person able to carry that team, but he is finally contributing for the Toronto Raptors. Now let's take it out west. Uh, Golden State 
uh, blew a 31-point lead in Game 2 of their series. Um, there were a lot of references from Falcon fans out there who were saying, oh, well, you, now you know what it feels like to blow a big lead uh, in a playoff game, but this one didn't cost them a uh, Super Bowl trophy. So, Well, it would be hard for a basketball team a loss to cost them a Super Bowl. Yeah, although I feel like there's some basketball players who could still play better than some of the football teams. Maybe even the New York Giants this season. They're going to be dismal. Uh, back to back to the hardwood, though. Uh, so the Golden State Warriors have taken a commanding 3-1 series lead, although uh, Boogie Cousins, a.k.a. DeMarcus Cousins, uh, is expected to miss significant time as he uh, has a uh, pretty significant knee injury that might keep him out for the remainder of the playoffs. So that will lower Golden State's chances of winning the NBA Finals outright uh, and having the best chance to win. So far in the Houston and Utah series, Houston leads the series 3-0. It is really uh, quite comical to see Ricky Rubio trying to guard James Harden because he can't, and He's absolutely terrible at defense, although Rudy Gobert has something to say about that. That guy is an absolute beast on the post. He has just been swatting everything that comes inside. So look for Houston to most likely win that series, as Utah has no uh, response to anything. Currently, Portland and OKC, as we are recording this podcast, uh, are in the progress of playing their fourth game of the series, and right now the Trailblazers are currently winning by 12 in the third quarter. So if they do indeed uh, hold the OKC Thunder off, they will take a 3-1 series lead, but for right now they're up 2-1. to one. Uh, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum have been way too much for uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook as they aren't able to carry their team to victory. And probably the closest and most evenly matched series so far are the Denver Nuggets versus the San Antonio Spurs. DeMar DeRozan, as well as uh, everybody else on that team, coached by Greg Popovich, has been playing really well right now. Denver has finally responded to a call by their head coach and was able to tie that series back up um, at two games apiece. So we'll see if the Monte Morris squad will be able to uh, win that series and move on to the second round. That is your NBA update for the week. Nice. Playoffs seem to be going strong in the NBA, and they are also going strong in the NHL. We've had a ton of first-round upsets in the NHL playoffs. The uh, runaway President's Trophy winners, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning out east, got dismissed in four games. They got swept in their first round series, and none of the games were particularly close. Didn't the Tampa Bay Lightning win the most games in the NHL regular season this year? Like the did, most did, games did, in did, NHL history? Did you hear that I said they won the President's Trophy? Is that, that what that actually had, that means? means they had the most well, points. It would have been year. nice if you would actually clue us into some of this jargon. I mean, you should just know these things because hockey's important. I don't watch hockey. You You're should. supposed to fill us in. That's what I'm doing right now. Aren't you listening? I'm trying to, but you're very boring to listen to. But anyway, the uh, yes, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning were dismissed in four games by Columbus, and it wasn't particularly close. And then the uh, one seed in the Western Conference, the Calgary Flames, were dismissed in five games by the Colorado Avalanche, and they just looked out of sorts all series as well. 
So both of the number one seeds are uh, are gone already. In the uh, in the uh, Western Conference, the number two seed uh, Nashville Predators are down three two, and uh, so there's a chance that they could lose too. And uh, the San Jose Sharks, w- when we started recording this podcast, were down three games to two against Las Vegas with game six in overtime. But then, like, a minute and a half before I started talking about hockey, the San Jose Sharks scored a shorthanded double overtime goal to even that series back out at three games. So I was going to say that it was quite possible that uh, all four high seeds in the uh, Western Conference could lose because uh, the Winnipeg Jets have already lost four games to two to the St. Louis Blues. So I was going to say it was looking like all four top seeds in the West were going to lose, but then San Jose with the shorthanded goal means that'll be a decisive Game 7 in San Jose in a couple days. But also uh, out west, the uh, or out east, sorry, the Pittsburgh Penguins have already, uh, they got swept by the New York Islanders, so they are, uh, they are done. I know they've won a couple of Stanley Cups recently, so teams won't have to worry about that Stanley Cup experience in the future. Other series out east, Boston and Toronto are tied three three games to three, and uh, the Washington Capitals are up three games to two on the Carolina Hurricanes. So the first round series should be finishing up here probably by Wednesday at the latest, maybe Thursday. And then the second round will get underway next weekend. So when next weekend rolls around, we will give you those uh, those matchups. And we will talk about how the series have started for those of them that have started. But yeah, there's your NHL update. Just a lot of upsets, which I thought was really interesting. Because, I mean, there tend to be more upsets in hockey playoffs than there are in the playoffs of any other sport. Just because I feel like there's a little more randomness involved in hockey. But this is still a ton of upsets. And with both one seeds getting dismissed rather easily without much of a fight... It was really surprising, so it was definitely worth bringing up and talking about. But Cool. So, so st- stick with me here, all right? If you take a basketball, like our NBA segment, you take a basketball, and you really squish it down until it's flat, and then compress it in a little bit more and, like, spray paint it black, you basically have a hockey puck, right? Hockey pucks right? don't really bounce. That's, no, they don't bounce. We, we smush it into a puck form, basketball. And I feel like a basketball hockey into a puck. puck is no, don't worry way about more just, just I, Like I said, Stick with me here. So we have a hockey puck now. If we take that hockey puck and turn it on its side and pretend like it's a tire, you can make a car out of it. And then with that car, I can continue my transition into our Formula One segment. Hockey pucks don't have air in Shut them. Shut up, Kyle. I don't Tires care. I don't have care. air in them. Doesn't matter. They don't have to. You have the bull- uh, <laughs> tires, I'm don't. pretty sure you can't nah. race on a flat tire You well. can still drive a car on one. We're, we're going from baby toy cars into Formula One cars, which are... The pinnacle of modern engineering. Okay. So, now that we're in Formula 1 officially, like, I had to get through that transition, and you stuck with me, so I thank you for that. We're going to talk about three main things. First of all, the standings, what's going on in Formula 1 right now. Our main, main head honcho cheese thing. Head cheese? What's that? Why do people call boss cheese? Anyway, sorry, tangent. We're going to talk about standings, downforce, like, downforce and F1, and a preview of next week's race so first of all in the standings instead of talking about the first five which are you know mclaren ferrari or not mclaren mclaren's bad you know mercedes ferrari and red bull 
Uh, we're going to talk about the five worst drivers, or the only five drivers in F1 to not have any points. They are Antonio Giovinazzi, Romain Grosjean, Carlos Sainz, George Russell, and Robert Kubica. Hello, my name is Russell, and I am a wilderness explorer from Troop 52, Sweat Lodge 5. Are you in need of any Are we going to get sued today, by this? Probably not. Okay. We didn't get sued by Amazon for our... I could help you cross the street. <laughs> not that, I Russell. I could help you cross your yard. <laughs> I could help you cross your deck. Well, I need to help you cross something. So while that Russell also has no points in Formula 1, neither does George Russell. And George Russell and Robert Kubica both drive for Williams. Williams Engineering Motorsport, whatever their actual team name is, they're bad. They have no points. They are the only constructor currently in this season to have no points. And they have just had issue after issue for the past three or four, five, six seasons now. They're doing quite poorly. They almost didn't make it through last season. They almost didn't have enough money to finish out the Formula 1 season. That's sad because they used to be really good. They have nine world driver, world constructor championships. It's awesome. But now they're bad. So that's really sad. And I just wanted to bring that to light because everybody knows who actually follows F1. Everybody knows who's actually good. But do you know who's actually bad? And apparently it's Williams, which is very unfortunate. Now we're going to take a sharp left and talk about some physics. Are you guys ready for physics? I know it's kind of late. We're recording this podcast a little late tonight. We're going to talk about some physics. Professor, do I need to I take like notes on this? Uh, no, I will not be giving you an exam. I have too okay, many exams to take. Is everything. So it's okay. Can one of you tell me what Bernoulli's principle is? Something about air and something else. I just took a rock into thinking, so I'm not very helpful there. That's fair. That's fair. So Bernoulli's principle basically says with like a low pressure area of air, a lot of air is going to displace that, right? So if you take a bag and like just blow in front of the opening of the bag, it's going to blow up the entire bag. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's cool. It doesn't matter because we're talking about downforce. And this is where Bernoulli's principle comes in into play. Downforce or the opposite of downforce, which would be what an updraft, I guess. I don't know is what makes a plane fly. The plane wings, one side of the wing is longer than the other. That means air travels faster over one side, which creates lift. And that's how you get airplanes to fly. And if you turn a wing upside down and attach it to a very fast car, you basically have an F1 car. Because with an upside down wing, instead of creating lift, you're creating downforce. And that's what really is the most important part of an F1 car. Not necessarily the engine, not necessarily any of the power units or the gears, or even the driver, downforce is the name of the game, okay? Downforce is what helps press the the car into the track. And the more of that pressure that you can generate, the more that the tires are going to grip and stick to the track. Um, what's really interesting about this is the amount of downforce that's created by an F1 car going around the corner. So they've been, they've been kind of estimated at cornering in some spots of up to 7 or 8 Gs of force eight times the gravitational force of Earth's gravity. If you take a normal F1 car, which might weigh around 1,500 pounds, give or take a few hundred pounds, uh, multiply that by that eight times G-force, you're going to have a car that weighs basically 12,000 pounds going through the corner. That's how much downforce that it's generating. It's a lot. It's so much that it actually sometimes creates ripples in the track, which causes issues for other motorsports. So if you have like MotoGP coming through the next weekend or something, they're going to have issues in some of those corners because the asphalt is actually been modified 
during an F1 race. And that's kind of annoying for those drivers, but it's super cool because that's just an amazing feat of engineering. So that's downforce. It makes you go fast around corners. Do we want the Got definition of, of Bernoulli's principle? Yes, yes, please. Okay, so the definition of Bernoulli's principle for everybody out there uh, is in fluid dynamics, Bernoulli's principle states that an increase in the speed of a fluid occurs simultaneously with a decrease in pressure or a decrease in the fluid's potential energy. So this principle is only applicable for isentropic flows when the effects of irreversible processes like turbulence and not adiabatic processes aka heat radiation are small and can be neglected i have no idea what you just said this was my entire fluids class and it wasn't explained super well to me either all right so i'm glad we're on the same page there you go so uh yeah formula one next week azerbaijan grand prix in baku april 28th next sunday 7 10 a.m central time on espn2 there's your formula one segment dab Dab, dab, dab. It's time to talk about baseball savior now. I guess. We'll go into can our weekly we, turtle tab. Can we analyze Bernoulli's principle over a tor- like a turtle? Can we analyze Bernoulli's principle on Will and Zastadio? I don't know. He, he doesn't have asking. wings. He used to have super long hair. I think he still has pretty long hair. Uh, it used to be long and flowy, and it would like flash behind him like a cape while he was running really fast, mm-hmm. or what you call fast. Every hero needs a cape. His is his hair. But wait, anyway. Wait. No capes. No capes. That was not quite <laughs> as successful as my movie quote. <laughs> no. I'll give you credit, I, I though. Tried. You didn't pull it off quite as I well tried. as I did. This is when I we tried. need, like, sound piped in where we could just hit the boo. Or a laugh track. If I, if there's, like, a laugh track behind that, then it's automatically you funny. You would abuse that. All the time. Everything I would say would have a laugh track. I would track just laugh track Kyle all the time human. because everything he says is a joke. <laughs> well, we are very, very tangenty. This is today. a very bitter podcast. That's okay. So what happens, happens when you make me record this late. It's past my bedtime. It's not that late. You're an old man. Talk Ooh, about I, your talk about your turtle. Yeah, Willens Astadio. So he got much more uh, action this week than he uh, had last week since the Twins had seven games as opposed to four. So that's good. Um, so he ended up going five for 19 this week. He had three RBIs and three runs, including a home run in the Twins' home run fest yesterday, which you'll hear more about later. So with, after that, he is still uh, he's still hitting uh, 300 for the year with an OPS of 851. And your Willens Astadio fun fact for the week is that uh, during game two of the Twins' doubleheader on Saturday, he uh, appeared in right field. Right field that marks his eighth different position that he's played in approximately 40 major league uh, games for his career. Um, let me let me double check that number. It is it is 29 plus 12 is 41. He's appeared in 41 major league games and he's played eight positions. Good already. math. So the only position he has not played now is shortstop. So his versatility continues to grow, having already played five positions this year and eight in 41 career major league games. When and why did he pitch? Um, because What we was were, the circumstance? What is the circumstance of any position player pitching? Your team is getting destroyed. Fun fact, um, his pitching performance last year was so bad that it cost him .2 war on the season. 
Like he ended last season with a WAR of .8, but it would have been one if he wouldn't have appeared to pitch in that one game. That's how bad his pitching performance is. I think he gave up about three home runs, so it was not good. But he did pitch. That is that is one of the eight positions that he has already played. So there's your weekly turtle tab. Also, fun fact: Friday at Target Field is Willens Astadio night, and I will be there, and I will be getting a Willens Astadio T-shirt. And it will be the most glorious thing ever, and I will wear it all the time because Willem Zastadio is fantastic. We should give a shout-out to Willem Zastadio and have him sign your shirt for you on Friday because I'm sure he listens to this podcast. I'm sure he does. I'll make sure I uh, – I'll get, I'll get down to the dugout and start putting 8311 cast stickers on the <laughs> Twins' dugout and, uh, and see if a security guard yells at me. I think I would we'd do like an over-under on how soon you get kicked out. I'd say under two minutes. No, I'll be sneaky. No. <laughs> One sneaky. at a time, very slowly. Uh, so we can add Willens Astadio now to the uh, famous people, I guess. More famous than most people of people that we've given shout-outs to. Mm-hmm. The other one being Drew Brees in episode one of the 8311 That was a long time ago That was ago a long now. time ago. That, that was like in September. 28, 20, 30 weeks ago, I think. Very disappointed that he weeks. still hasn't responded to us. Very Although he's a very busy man. so It is the off-season, though. Yeah, Basically. he's got a family though. He's got a really cute family. Oh, a little Breeze family. He's a good dad. Anyway, Kyle, do you want to talk about other less important baseball stuff than Will and Zastadio? It's <laughs> it's really painful to actually talk about the Royals anymore. I mean, let's let's be honest. I'm just gonna sound like a broken record again for what the fourth week in a row. So the Royals only won two games this week. Yay! They avoided getting swept by the White Sox in the final game of that series. And then they only won one game in the Bronx. Uh, fun fact: in one of the games, uh, the Royal in New York Stadium, the Royals gave up four home runs to the Yankees. None of them went further than 380 feet. Uh, this short porch is really, really weird. Um, the bullpen is still trash. Uh, they need to fix that. But starting pitching has been lacking uh, quite recently. Uh, Homer Bailey has actually been a very pleasant surprise. Uh, he's spent most of his time, um, with the Cincinnati Reds and kind of bouncing around a little bit. He has, uh, spent a lot of time injured throughout his career, but this could potentially be a, uh, bounce back year for him after a career of littered with injuries and, uh, pitching on absolute terrible, absolutely terrible teams, which this year isn't much different. Uh, the Royals, in fact, can't win away from Kauffman Stadium. They finally got their first wins on the road this year in this week, but they only won two, so they can't do that. Um, it, the surprise preseason mid-spring training camp signee, Lucas Duda, being back with the team, he just needs to be released. He has absolutely no business being on this team. He can't hit at all. He's only He's hitting like 180 so far on this season. He can't field. He's absolutely worthless to this team at all. He just sits on the bench. He's big, slow, and can't do anything. So they just need to cut him and bring somebody else up who's actually hitting a lot better than he is. Uh, And the Brian Boxberger experiment needs to absolutely just end right now. He needs to be either cut or sent to the minors to figure his crap out. He has an ERA way over 10, and he has blown three leads so far and given up way too many base runners on this short season to even be considered a sufficient or moderately adequate bullpen pitcher for a major league team. He's garbage. Get rid of him. 
that's your weekly Royals update. And I have a feeling that there's going to be way more of these in the coming weeks. Well, I mean, there hasn't a whole lot of sports to talk about besides baseball. So, yeah, we're going to talk a lot about baseball here as the summer bad, along, Bad updates so. like that. You didn't specify that, though, so until you clarified. But now we're going to talk about the Twins, who had an up-and-down week, but, I mean, at least they were playing baseball this week consistently, getting to actually play seven games as opposed to, like, the four they managed to play uh, last week. It was an up-and-down week. They lost three out of four to the Blue Jays. The bullpen melted down uh, in games one and two of that series, gave up a lot of runs. Um, Ed Alberto Mejia is a lefty, young lefty for the Twins. Uh, he was disastrous. I think it was game one of the series where he had the first four batters of the inning either in 0-2 counts or 1-2 counts and gave up hits to all of them. That's not good. he got to find a way to put those batters away. But yeah, he uh, ended up costing us a game there. In, one of the, in game two, we had the... Uh, the game tying run get thrown out at the plate to end the game. CJ Crone could not score from first on a Byron Buxton double, so that was another loss. So we lost three out of four to, uh, to Toronto at Target Field, which Toronto just seems to play well at Target Field all the time, regardless of what happens, which is kind of frustrating because you know it's our home, not theirs. And the Blue Jays fans always travel really well to Target Field, though they didn't this year because you know the game was in April. And I think all four of the games were the four lowest attended games in Target Field history as well. So Twins fans aren't doing much to show uh, show up at games this year. But the weather wasn't great. It was cold, raining. So I see why. But Twins fans, step up. Go to games. I'll be at two this weekend. So I'm doing my part. Other people have to do the same. But they did recover by uh, sweeping the Baltimore Orioles this weekend. They got rained out on Friday and uh, ended up playing two games on Saturday. And the Twins had a field day offensively in uh, the doubleheader. Over the course of the doubleheader, they scored 22 runs, in, um, including hitting 11 home runs during the doubleheader on Saturday. And uh, the first game actually was pretty close. I think it was a one or two run game down at the end. But uh, the second game ended 17-5 to or something like that. So that second game was not close. The Twins just slugged their way uh, to victory. The Orioles actually brought in Chris Davis at the end of that game to pitch. I think Nelson Cruz hit a home run off Chris Davis. So that's interesting because, you know, Chris Davis can't hit, so they figured they might as well try to have him pitch, but apparently he can't do that either. Cut him. He's owed so much money, though. And baseball, unlike the NFL, baseball contracts are guaranteed. If you cut somebody, you still got to pay them. Unlike That's why the, the Blue Jays are still paying Troy Tulowitzki to play baseball in New York. Well, he's not playing baseball right now. He's hurt. That's, that's true. He's one of like Just like everybody, everybody on the Yankees is hurt. But the Yankees did manage to creep above uh, 500 this week, which was good after you know beating up on your Royals. They're actually above 500 yeah. now. The so. Red Sox are not, though. No, the Red Sox are still can't pitch. Chris Sale's 0-4 this season so far. That's not good for Chris Sale. He's no. not going to win the Cy Young this year. Still. No. But also, we're going to talk about Byron Buxton for just a second. He's been hitting ninth for the Twins, but he's been a doubles machine. He has 12 doubles already this season. Which is a lot of doubles, seeing as the Twins have played the fewest games in baseball. The Twins have only played um, 19 games, so 12 doubles in 19 games is a uh, 
is a Todd. And so Byron Buxton has definitely started to figure things out here. Hopefully he can keep that up. That'll be big if his bat can produce in the Twins lineup. Uh, Wyatt, you want to give us a Cubs update? Yeah, so I'm not nearly as upset with the Cubs as Kyle is with the Royals. The Cubs are pretty smooth sailing. We're sitting right at right at an even 500 right now. So that's feeling pretty good. I think we're, we're really kind of kicking things into gear. We swept against the Marlins in Florida and had a 31-inning uh, streak of not letting the opposing team score up until the ninth inning against the first game with the Diamondbacks. Uh, yeah, Cubs are doing pretty well. Won a two-game series or a three-game series against the Diamondbacks in Chicago. Uh, today they won the third game. Pretty cool. Like I said, at 500, woot. Also, fun fact: Anthony Rizzo is currently tied with a hit-by-pitch record with uh, LA Dodgers' Jack Peterson. He's been hit four times at the plate this season. He set the record for the most hit-by-pitches in 2017 with 24, and 2015 with. 30 hit by pitches. So, fun fact, he's probably poised to set that record again this year because why not? I guess people love to throw balls at Anthony Rizzo. I don't know why. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, fun fact. Cubs are doing good. That's all I got. Nice. <laughs> I mean, they're still below 500, aren't they? No, we're at, right at 500. Oh, are you right at 500 10, now? 10 and 10. Oh, okay. But they're still in fourth place in the NL Central? We're not at the bottom Wait, anymore. So... You said that only Anthony Rizzo and Jock Peterson have uh, four hit-by-pitches this season? Yeah. Do you know who else does? Who? You have incorrect stats. Alex Gordon also has four hit-by-pitches. But Anthony oh, Rizzo man. has five, so. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't have been updated when I pulled those. Oh, super awkward. So he's actually... Awka awkward. I am bad. I am so An- sorry. Anthony Rizzo has five. Wilson Contreras, Alex Gordon, some guy named Mc- McNeil, Josh Peterson, or... Jack Peterson and Mike Trout have all been hit four times. So. so go Rizzo. Like I said, I guess people like to throw balls at him. I don't know why, because he's a nice guy, but also kind of rhymed. Well, Brad Keller, uh, in other news, in case you missed it this week, so the Twins and the Ro- or the, sorry, the White Sox and the Royals got into a little bit of a scuffle, so this was the only bench-clearing, uh, and I put in quotes lightly, brawl so far this week. There wasn't much going on on the field, just a lot of standing around. But uh, Tim Anderson chose to uh, literally huck his bat, I guess, at the White Sox dugout after he hit a long home run. Um, Yay for you. You hit a home run off of a really bad team. Cool. Uh, With bad pitching so far this season. So yay for you um, for being a complete butt. Uh, So, yeah, then the next time up, he got drilled in the hip. By a 92 mile an hour fastball, and he got really pissed off. And uh, yeah, so he was apparently now the MLB is suspending players for foul language used on field during brawls. Um, so he was suspended one game for that. And uh, uh, the Royals pitcher, starting pitcher Brad Keller, was suspended for five games, which is the equivalent of one start. Tim Anderson said four magic words in one sentence, though. Yeah. What? They're he also he also threatened to kill one of the Royals players. That's a little different. So that that's not that's a little he, that's a step he, above cursing. And he didn't apologize about it afterwards. He you can't you can't take that back. That's well, not something you can apologize for. He didn't for. he didn't really apologize for any of his actions though. He just said, "I just did it because I wanted to." What he is, was kind of a jerk about it. So well, yeah, I felt like he deserved to be suspended for more than 
one game. But, but the MLB suspends players for cursing on the field? I don't know. I think the Royals like, should throw at him again this season, but... Interesting. See, no, Mine's that's blown. just not necessary. It's not necessary, but I'd just like to see it happen because he was being an absolute jerk. Moving on to the rest of the MLB, so... Yeah, I was talking about the NL Central before you started talking about that, so I'm going to go back to talking about the NL Central for a minute. Because, like I said last week, it's an intriguing division, and it was intriguing again this it's week. It's also very, like, very, very intriguing who's actually leading it. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Pirates are currently leading that division. Who knew? I mean, I did, because I'm looking at the standings. But you wouldn't have guessed, if you were just sort of paying attention to the baseball season, that the Pittsburgh Pirates were actually leading this division with the St. Louis Cardinals in second place. The St. Louis Cardinals had a pretty good week to uh, overtake the Cubs for the or overtake the Brewers too who are now in third place and the Brewers did not have the best week. And the Pirates are doing it quietly too. They only have 66, I believe, runs scored so far this season, which 68. which is a very very low number in comparison to a lot of other teams. I think the Brewers have well over 110 so far. Yeah, it's the third least runs scored in baseball. Yeah. Yes, so they're leading their division. Just looking at how many runs scored this season, you would think that they'd be on par for being one of the worst teams so far since the Miami Marlins being the worst team have only scored 60 runs so far this season. But yeah, and I mean, the car, uh, the the Brewers continue to be above 500 in the mix in that division despite having a negative run differential. Christian Yelich is a monster, especially against the St. Louis Cardinals. He hit he's hit like eight home runs against the Cardinals alone already this year. It's he's had insane. two multi home run games against the Cardinals. I think one a three home run game and another a two home run game. Yeah, but they he needs some help because uh, and they need some pitching because they've given up 115 runs and have a negative run differential despite uh, sitting at 13 and 10. Yeah, so the Brewers definitely need some help if they're going to stay relevant in that division. It'll be interesting to see if Pittsburgh has some staying power and is able to stay in first place, or if eventually they'll be overtaken by one of the three teams that people thought um, would win that division, being the Cardinals, Cubs, or Brewers at some point here. Pittsburgh is an intriguing team to watch here um, as the season continues, especially probably the most intriguing team in the National League besides the San Diego Padres with Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. Intriguing team. I want to propose to the city of Madison to rename Miller Park to Yelich Stadium. Madison is uh, not where Miller Park no, is. It's no, but it's somewhere in Wisconsin. Milwaukee, cheese. I am off the ball It's also not today. named Miller Park anymore. Well, yeah, it is. Tense no, it's, it. not. it's not. They're, it's getting renamed in... Like 2020, 2021. That was this year. It's no, I don't think it's this been year. been renamed, I'm pretty sure. Has it really? Yeah. Oh, my. I thought it was the beginning of this season. I thought it was like two years from now. Can we get a fact check? I could. Checking it up. Check, 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 check. I have been uh, wrong with like two of my three facts for this episode. And I'm, it, I, I'm pretty wrong. At first look, it still appears to be. Oh, no. It, the contract does run through 2020, and then uh, it'll become oh, okay. American Family yeah. Stadium. Yeah, in instead of that, they should rescind that deal and just well, call it Yelp okay, Stadium. So they, That's I, all I got. If they make him a lifetime player, then sure. Honestly, he's due lifetime money yeah. the way he's hitting right now. Give him what Trout got. I mean, not quite that much. He's not, not quite that, that good. yet, but it's in the ballpark. Oh, American Family Insurance is based out of Madison. That's what I was thinking of. I got my wires crossed. Right? Is that true? I don't know. I gotta, I gotta vindicate myself. 
Well, I'm glad you got your wires crossed in your brain instead of all of our wires crossed for this podcast. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, fa- yeah, headquarters, Madison, Wisconsin. Kyle, do you want I know to... it wasn't crazy. The more you know. So another interesting thing that has happened in baseball so far. So earlier this week, uh, the last year's Cy Young pitcher, uh, Blake Snell for the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, fractured his toe, but that, yeah, yeah, he fractured his toe. But the reason why it was so interesting um, was because he fractured his toe after getting out of the shower late on a Sunday night. Um and he did it by being not so good at redecorating his home. Uh, he decided to move a decorative stand in his bathroom. Uh, apparently, he didn't realize it had come apart or that it could. As he lifted it, uh, the entire thing, the entire top, which was made of granite, fell on his right foot and broke his fourth toe. So, good job. Uh, that is a very good story to tell everybody of how you ended up breaking your toe and now are going to miss two starts uh, because of this injury. So so what, I, what I'm hearing is baseball players are human too. Yes, and they do. baseball players yeah. are humans. Wow. Did not know that. So like... uh, going along with this one, you will hear uh, I've compiled a list that I am going to share in the coming weeks with you, one a week of random interesting baseball injuries non-related to baseball i think we need a little like a a, a title that flows more easily yeah probably mouth. so if you have any suggestions for this new i guess sub sub mlb segment a segment inside the mlb segment if you have a, an idea for the name for that let us know drop I us like, a line i like what's on the outline better than what i just said what's on the outline strange, strange but true baseball injuries it's you, better. You can make it an acronym. S S T B I. Yeah. It sounds yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Unless you have a better idea, dear listener. If you do, drop us a line. Let us know what we what you would like to hear come out of Kyle's mouth when he goes into this segment. If it were up to Mike, he'd tell me to to just say nothing because apparently he hates the sound of my voice. Speaking up to I Mike. I said that. We're going to leave the next like minute and a half to Mike. To uh, fill us in on some stupid rule, I guess. And now Mike is down a computer. Yeah. Did you break your computer? No, it just the battery died. Oh, lovely. So, what are you doing for the stupid rules? Yeah. So, we're going to talk. So, because of the Twins doubleheader, right? So, we're going to talk about the 26th man rule in baseball, which is not the rule for next year that you get 26 people on your active roster. We talked about that earlier. This is a special rule for a doubleheader. So when your team plays a doubleheader, which for those of you who aren't big baseball people means they play two games in one day, um, you allowed a 26th player on your active roster. So if the, if the um, doubleheader was scheduled less than 48 hours before it's being played, that means that um, 26th player is only allowed to be active for the second game of the doubleheader. If the doubleheader was scheduled more than 48 hours before um, the day, that means that player is allowed to be active for both games of the doubleheader. So this is a player that you call up from the minor leagues, essentially, and is just active for that one one or two games on that given day. Because of how taxing it can be on pitching staffs, um, you, they're allowed to call up an extra player who can pitch in those games. Um, it allows you some flexibility. You don't have to call up a pitcher, but almost all the teams do just because um, pitching is 
it's harder to figure out a pitching staff for a doubleheader than it is for a uh, for a lineup. So most teams do call up a pitcher for that. And uh, basically, I mean, yeah, after the doubleheader, right, you have to go back to 25, 25 players. So either that player or I guess you could send somebody else down instead of that player as well. So somebody else has to go down after the doubleheader for you to get back to 25 people because you can only have 26 people for that game. That is the 26th man rule for doubleheaders. It's a nice rule that was just implemented here. I think it was like 2013, maybe. It was the first year that it was implemented, maybe even more recent than that. It is a nice rule. So I guess I do have a question, though. Are they going to make that a 27th man next year, or will that be completely I have negated? I have not heard one way or another whether that extra man rule, it's called 26th now, but if it continued next year, it would be 27th, will continue into next year. I have not yeah. heard one way or the other. That's fair. So uh, I assume I'll find out it's as all, that gets closer. It's but. also interesting to see how managers play it, because there's times where the manager will just bring up a spot starter to pitch one of the games instead so he doesn't completely mess up the flow of his rotation. Or, I mean, a lot of the times it's just a reliever who can give a few innings because most of the time in those games, at least one of the bullpens will be decimated in one of the two games. because Like Baltimore's was in game two, by the way. Yes, yes. Because one pitcher won't be able to make it, and then you have to use up the entire bullpen. Now that we're done with, Mike's stupid rules. We're going to mosey on down the road into our write that down prediction segment, starting off that with was our very similar to session. a to a certain car show on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's like I've been binge watching the Grand Tour or something. Doesn't matter. I'm doing the accountability session today because Wait, Mike's no, laptop no, died. No, no, nope. No, no. I know. I'm doing There's it. only one nope, thing, and I'm I know what it, it is. Nope. I'm doing it. All right, we I'm only had one it. thing come off I'm the board, it. and that was, and it was Kyle's, Kyle's prediction, prediction from that a while ago that we didn't take off the board after the national championship game because we were waiting for the last day people to come out but maybe it hasn't come out yet so we're just gonna assume oh i can just mute exist. your mic okay oh, mike's muted wow. duke will oh, kyle's prediction good. was that duke will remain in the top 10 all year but not win the national championship that was his prediction i got it right he got it right and now i will unmute mike so we can give him dings ding 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 ding, ding. <laughs> ding. <laughs> you're back mike you've done Thank 25 you. of those accountability sessions Kyle yes, has done one, my job. and now I have done one. I just wanted to do one. But it's my job. No, it's Wait. not. Your 20, job is to be good. 25 plus 1 plus 1 doesn't That's add up to 28. But do you know what, Kyle? Okay. You didn't have accountability session on the first episode. Yeah, that. Oh. Get burned. Yeah, so now I'm going to uh, stroll on into my <laughs> prediction for the week. <laughs> Uh, Take a so left a conversation. <laughs> my prediction comes, uh, I guess, out of the Royals system again. So the last time I made a prediction, it went poorly. So we'll see how this one goes. Homer Bailey, the starting pitcher for the Royals, as previously mentioned, will have two more quality starts in the month of April with an average of six strikeouts per game. So basically, since you're only going to have two more starts this month, they'll both be quality starts and he'll get at least 12 strikeouts. Yes. Triple? Yeah. All right, we'll give him yeah. a triple. Okay. I, I don't see a problem with that. All right. My prediction, uh, the NFL draft is this upcoming Thursday. That kind of sneaks up on you because the NFL likes to uh, likes to stay relevant, especially they like to bully other sports in their big times, like, you know, the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs. So the NFL draft is on Thursday. 
And uh, my prediction is that there will be at least four quarterbacks drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. At least four. Single. Okay, that's fair. Dwayne yeah. Haskins and Kyler Murray Kyler are Murray. probably going to go in the top ten. Uh, Drew Locke. And then Drew Locke and uh, Daniel Jones from yep. Duke will probably go in the first round as well. Yeah, that's so, what I would guess. I'd say single. Okay. Any opposition, Wyatt? No, not at all. I would I would agree wholeheartedly. All right, Wyatt, what's your prediction? So I have that the Cubs will win two games against the Dodgers in the upcoming three-game series at Wrigley. Exactly two or at least two? Exactly two. So they'll take two out of three? Two out of three. Double. Double? Okay. Sounds like a double. Got anything from Josh? I don't know. Do we have anything from Josh? His door is still closed. I'm assuming no. And there's no rustling around. Unless he walks out. I would assume that he has his headphones on and really probably can't hear us right now. He's a busy man. So, uh, since we don't have a prediction from Josh, I think that means we are at the end of the Write That Down segment. And I want to apologize to you, Mike. I'm sorry for muting your mic. Thank you. I do apologize. However, I don't apologize for stealing your segment. Because you've done it a majority of the time, and I just want to do it one time. See, it's just my one time. You, you said it yourself. It's my segment. It is, but you can share. You have to share your toys, Mike. You have to share. But I do apologize for muting your mic. That was so very mature. So leaving the segment of bickering between two of our podcast hosts Who? and strolling on into the Stop. outro. You're not. You're not British enough. We're already in I the outro. I just set you up. I already. That. I already said the outro stuff, which was. Now that we've reached the end of the accountability session, that means we've also That's pre outro. That's like No, that that's pre. going right. That's that's the transition into the outro. And I think we're transitioning backwards because I think Josh has a prediction he would like to submit. So nullify everything that was just said there and go right back into the write that down prediction segment. We do have something from Josh. Get in here. What's your what's your prediction? Uh, my prediction is uh, despite the fact that the Brewers have not been playing as good. Uh, in their past couple of games, I, I predict that the Brewers will still win their series, again, upcoming series against the Cardinals. Is that two games or three games? Four games? Or three games or four games? It should be a three. Is it a three game? I think game? it's a three for... Let me double Looking check. Looking at it, yeah. Uh, Monday. Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. It's a three game. Wednesday, it's a three game. Wednesday. She a threefer. That's it. Yeah. One, two, three. So basically the same prediction that I, well, two or more. So yeah, still double. 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 Yeah. And again, listen, listen clearly, Kyle. Now that we have all four predictions down, I think that means that we've made it to the end of the write that down segment, which means this is the end of the episode, which is the outro. That's the, that's the intro to the outro. Are you apologizing to Mike no. in the middle of the outro again? I already time? apologized to Mike. That okay. still stands. Nothing else stands because this episode has been off the rails since I said good morning. Is that so, our title for this episode? Uh, off the rails? Off the rails. We don't know what's going on. I don't know, but it doesn't matter because next week, episode 29, we will be back in your beautiful ears bringing you all things sports. And we will be a lot more together, I think, next week. So tune in. Check us out on anywhere you can get podcasts. Signing off for the 8311 cast, we have your hosts. Kyle Mersh. Mike Ludwig. And Wyatt Teeter. Thanks again for listening to episode 28 of the 8311 cast. We will talk to you next week. Go Cyclones. Talk to you all next week. See you later. Go Cyclones.